Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is a Friday episode. So, you know, on Fridays, we are going to share a quick review. And I had a friend send me a typed review on Spotify, which I didn't know you could do. And I still haven't even found out how to find them. Um, But she sent it to me in a screenshot. And it was from Kim. She said, after listening while I was driving, I know I'll be listening to this episode so many more times. Wow. I needed to hear this message and we'll be sharing it with others. Thank you, Marsha and Coot. Grateful. That is in reference to the Coot Blackson episode. That was a couple weeks ago. And it is a fantastic episode. If you are looking for something to get under your skin and help you to see things a little bit differently. So Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Kim. If you are somebody who wants to hear your name shouted out in an episode on the Friday episodes, please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify now, apparently, once I just find a way to find it. And uh, let me know your thoughts because it really does help the show to grow. And even on Spotify, you can leave a five-star review, even if you don't leave a typed review, but Spotify does ask that you have, well, you have to listen to an episode before you can review. So anyways, there's some knowledge for you. Quick Friday episode. This is a shift in perspective that I wanted to share with you. I recently had the just downright privilege of interviewing Michael Hingson. And Michael is a, he was born blind. He is 73 years old. And he was actually in the Twin Towers when they were, well, before they collapsed, but when they were hit by the plane in 9-11. And he openly shares a story. His guide dog helped him to get down 78 flights of stairs. And he also was able to navigate and help a lot of other people to get down the stairs first. And it's just an interesting perspective because he shared how, because he is blind, he spent a lot of time learning the nooks and crannies of the floor where he was at, safety-wise, being prepared, how to get out. So probably the things that most of us take for granted, he had taken the time to figure out ahead of time and was able to respond very calmly during that, I can't even imagine that time. He also shared how, you know, he didn't know what was happening. We were watching it on the news, but he had no idea. They just knew that they had to exit the building. So the reason I'm sharing this is because one of the questions I asked him and his episode will be coming out in, I don't know, the next month or two, hopefully. Um, But when 
I asked him was, how did you navigate? Like, I just pictured that there had to be this level of trauma and heaviness that happened afterwards. Like some of us, like, I mean, I know just even watching it, how, how big it was and, and such a big pivotal point in a lot of our lives. We remember exactly where we were when it happened. And I said, I was just curious, how did you navigate the trauma afterwards? You know, when you got home and you were safe and I was curious about his dog, to be honest, his dog, his dog's name was Roselle. And to think about like, what was Roselle experiencing through that experience? Because it wasn't just getting down the stairs. It was also navigating the energy and the panic of everyone else that's there. So one of the things that he shared, I just stopped me in my tracks. He said, you know, we got home and it was, it was a lot to take in. And my wife was telling me what happened and we were really starting to understand like what, what was actually happening. And we literally got into the house and Roselle ran over, picked up her toy, started chewing and laid down almost as if, okay, okay. And moved on. And he said, you know, a lot of us could benefit by thinking a little bit more like a dog than a human because dogs don't play the what if game. Humans, we play the constant what if game in the sense that we are what ifing and anticipating of all the things that could go wrong, putting all of our energy into future events, what might happen, what might not happen, trying to predict it. Um, Who will say what? How am I going to show up? How am I going to react? How am I going to play it out? We're constantly playing with a lot of unknowns. Plus, we have no idea how we're going to react or what it will look like. Like we have this in our mind that we have created. We also do that with past events that are already done, replaying it, thinking, wow, what if this would have happened? What if this would have happened? How would this? Like we're replaying scenarios that haven't happened, maybe never will happen. And we can't anticipate how we're going to show up and navigate in those experiences. I mean, I lived in this space for a long time. I know this. I I can feel it. I know I've done it. And when I think about it, some of my worst scenarios that I was so afraid of happening did happen. And in those moments of critical time and thinking, I had to respond. I didn't have time to stop and overthink how I was going to respond or to you know open up a book and look at an answer or search it on Google. I had to make decisions, like critical decisions in the moment. All that energy and time spent in the what if, it it was useless. Like it, it actually didn't do anything. It didn't serve a purpose. In fact, it only added more layers of anxiety to what I was feeling and experiencing. So what if we could actually be more like, like a dog or like Roselle, as Michael is saying, and literally not play the what if game, just be in a space of trust that we will find a solution. We will figure it out. I mean, we've all been in a situation where a family member is ill and you're, you know, thinking, planning. Yes, there's a certain amount of planning that you can do, but at the same time, you can't plan for everything. You don't know when it's going to happen. And when it does happen, then it's okay. Now this is what we do next. This is how we handle it. So there's a certain amount of planning, but not the over planning of energy that we are all doing on a day-to-day basis. And again, going back to time and energy is our number one resource. We just can't waste it. It's something that we can't waste. So instead of playing the what-if game, 
And it also made me reference Ted Lasso. If you've not watched Ted Lasso, it's just, I guess it tells you a lot about me, but it's one of my favorite shows. It's already done. I'm sad that it's done. But one of the things that Ted always talks about is like be the goldfish because the goldfish has no memory, has no memory whatsoever. And it's like, be the goldfish and forget it and move on. Just move on. So I've actually even said that to myself many times, like be the goldfish. So instead of playing the what if game, what if you played this game? And I've shared this game. This is a really powerful game. It's the wouldn't it be cool game. Instead, play in possibilities, the unexpected possibilities, open-ended circumstances, and play in investing in the the best possible outcome instead of the worst case scenario, right? Like play in the best possible outcome instead of the worst case scenario. What would that look like? And I'm sure there's some of you listening going, well, that's bizarre. I've never done that before. But it would really change your thought process if you could start to play in possibilities instead of worst case scenarios. Because chances are good you have walked through some of your worst experiences already and you've survived your worst days. You have. I'm not saying they're easy. I'm not saying it was not a challenge, but you've survived your worst days. So what if you play impossibility instead of worst case scenarios and let go of the what if game and play in the wouldn't it be cool game and play with the possibilities that are out there? We're literally creating our life with every single thought and emotion that we have. Every single one. Every single one we are creating our life with every thought, emotion that we are having and feeling. So why not give ourselves a better fighting chance in possibilities? Because that is when I believe now you're like open for the magic and things to happen. Like you're open. You're going to see it now. When you're playing on worst case scenario, all you're doing is training your brain to look for the worst thing to happen. You're training at that. So instead, flip it and let's play in the wouldn't it be cool game. So I would love to know how this episode lands because this one is just so simple, but it's such a powerful shift. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to create this change in your own life. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I would love for if this lands, tag me on social media and let me know what are you changing? What are you doing? And how are you doing this differently? I am so grateful for you, for the listens, for the downloads, for the shares. Honestly, you just make this such a joy in my life and I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.